Over the last several weeks, I've had the pleasure to talk to several young photographers who I have helped encourage in some small ways. Though I derive a lot of inspiration from my conversations with master photographers, I'm often left just as satisfied after talking to photographers still in the early stages of their careers. Though today's guest, Dana Barsoon, has been shooting for a while, it's only been in the last several years that he's come into his own as a photographer. It's been a journey that has not only allowed him to find his voice as a photographer, but that has also provided him the confidence and support to make a go as a professional photographer. Well, wake, welcome, Dana, to my backyard. Thank you. This is the first time I've done an interview at the house and on the deck. Should be interesting. It's beautiful out here. It gets me out of the gets me out of the house a little yeah, bit. Yeah. So it's beautiful. Well, I'm glad we finally had a chance to talk. We kind of started this a while ago. Yes. And uh, I've always enjoyed talking to you. And uh, like Rinzi, our previous guest, I've had a chance to see you really evolve as a photographer over the last couple of years. And that's really fun, I have to say. I really have to say that it's just... I get to see a lot of photographers who have been shooting for a relatively short period of time, but when I get to see how far they've progressed within that time and how much more confident they are about the photography, and that's that does my heart a lot of good, especially to feel like I played a little, a yeah. little part in that. I would say a little bit more than just a little bit, but yes. But tell us what the last two years have been been like for you, because we just right before we started hitting the recording, you talked about how you were shooting initially and how that's changed. So why don't you share that with us? And Yeah, I, um, you know, I think two years ago, about the same time that um, you had recommended, um, you know, taking the Black Boots Inc. workshop in downtown LA, I, I was at this kind of stage where, you know, I, I, I knew I took good photographs or, I, you know, I felt as if I, you know, kind of had kind of, you know, a little bit of control over, you know, settings and, and all that good stuff. And I could make some quality images, but, um, I really was kind of at a, a crossroads and I, I really didn't know what to, um, you know, what to shoot. Um, you know, I'd, I'd heard about like, Oh, you need to have projects and this and that. And I was, I was really lost, you know, I think it, it it's that point where I think it, it happens with a lot of, um, new photographers where, you learn the camera and, and you're at that point where your creativity has to kind of either evolve or, or not. And you just end up either, you know, tossing the camera aside and doing something else or, or you really kind of grab a hold and, and move on with it, you know? And I think I was, I was at that crossroads, you know, I went into to that workshop with kind of an open mind. It really pushed me to, to a place that I'd, I'd never really been before. And it, you know, it wasn't like it was forced or anything. It was just, it was just kind of natural. And it kind of, it's interesting. It kind of grabbed a hold of me, you know, and instead of me, you know, trying to, to go out there and, you know, make great images or anything. You know? Yeah. Well, a lot of people take workshops and I think they come away with maybe some good images and they may have learned a couple of things, but it's, doesn't necessarily mean that the way that they shoot or that they, the way they see the work changes. So why do you think that you were able to take advantage of that of that time in a way that some people just aren't able to do? 
you know, before that, I, I, I would go out. Um, I'd gone a couple times out into the street, and I'd, I'd shot, you know, that kind of genre before. But um, I was able, never able to really um, to get close. And, you know, I think it just had, had a lot to do with, with my own fears. You know, as, as a human being, it, wasn't, it had nothing to do with, with photography. And I think it was, it was the first time that it kind of gave me the, um, kind of the license to, like I said, get in close and, and really, um, kind of push pa- past, you know, a lot of those things that had held me back before. And, you know, at the end of the day to see how much my images had changed and just, just like, you know, five, six hours was, was pretty amazing. Uh, and not to say that it was still a struggle after that point, but it kind of rewired something inside of me, kind of got me out of my, out of my comfort zone. You know, for a person like me, you know, I, I tend to be, um, you know, I, in the past I've tended to kind of take things safe, you know, go the mm-hmm. safe route with things. But, you know, over the years I, I've really tried to really start doing like kind of, I guess you could say like contrary action, you know, kind of doing things that, that scare you, you know, trying to kind of take that, you know, I've heard the saying, you know, trying to try and do something every day that, that you wouldn't, you know, and, um, I really try and every day I go out and photograph, I, I try and do that, you know, or even if I don't have my camera, you know, whether it's, you know, engaging someone or, or saying hi, or, you know, I, I like what you're wearing, or, you know, I like that tie or, or something like that. Because I'm I'm more of an introverted type, so going into the streets into a, into a kind of a foreign area, you know, I'm from the suburbs, so to to go into the city and engage people was definitely fearful at first, and and now it, it's given me kind of like this kind of this like new life, you know, and and I'm getting over a lot of my own own stuff, you know. When you started taking a look at the at those pictures, you you mentioned the fact that you were getting closer, right. that you were getting more intimate, and that that was sort of tied in with your own fear mm-hmm. so what were what were those fears what were you so afraid of that you felt prevented you from getting closer and creating those more intimate photographs and what ended up happening that surprised you i think it's more of like um when people look at you you know you, you feel like they sometimes they're, they're looking right through you and they can they can like see that you're you know, it's just, it's a vulner- vulnerability thing. You know, I, um, I feel like they're going to like look through me and, and, you know, they're going to, they're going to say, oh, you know, what are you, you know, photographing me for? And, and it's like, I don't want to have to like explain myself and, you know, this and that. But, um, I don't know, it's kind of just like the, the human condition. You know, I've always, I've always been, like I said, kind of that introverted type of person. And so to put myself out there as just a human being has always been, it's always been tough, you know. I I remember even even growing up, you know, with I had a, I had a, like a group of friends, and you know, I was I was the one that was kind of in the corner, kind of you know, watching everybody, and just you know, kind of stay to myself, you know. And I, I never really um, kind of came out of my shell, kind of share myself with other people. It kind of gave me that that chance to to come out of myself and share myself with people that were strangers, yeah. you know. And it's funny, I think you know. Over the last two years, I, I'm learning that it's it's almost easier now to interact with strangers than it is sometimes with my own friends. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because there, there's not that history, there's not that past. You know, it's you're in the present. You know, each time I go out, I have these moments where I'll I'll start to I'll think about engaging a person, and you know, it, 
my brain, of course, you know, instantly says, you know, it goes into the kind of the doubt mode, like, oh, you know, something's going to happen. Don't do this. Don't do that. But I really have to kind of push myself to to just get past that and, yeah. and actually, you know, take the picture and, and then, you know, possibly engage the person if, if need be. And so I think it, it's giving me it's giving me this like new confidence, you know, in myself. And um, and it's it's actually, you know, I think, you know, even with, um, you know, with with my career aspirations and, and everything else, I think it's it's actually helped me um, in my life to get over certain certain hurdles you know yeah i think we're very much alike in that respect in terms of being introverted mm -hmm. and somehow the the camera provides a way of sort of an emboldening yeah. us because yeah. going up to complete strangers and asking to make their photograph is it, it, it can be very difficult and i know every time i go out there my heart's always racing when i'm first starting that that first shot of right. the day but once i do it and I engage and I get the photograph. There's something that's very satisfying about that. And I've always kind of wondered what, what it is about that that I enjoy. And I think part of it is that I think the camera provides me a certain level of control. You know, that I'm taking the initiative, that I'm the one that's going up there and initiating the conversation, asking them to make the photograph. So even if I'm rejected, it doesn't feel like as devastating as... I might have felt in high school going at, <laughs> going across that gym floor to ask a girl in front of all those people and right. get rejected. Yeah. I think part of that fear of rejection has always been sort of a part and parcel of it. But I think that I'm afforded a level, certain level of of strength in the fact that I I I can go up to someone and I understand why I'm coming up to them, and even if I'm rejected, I don't take it as personally. Right. But I think it's kind of a hard thing to sort of get over because you can't help but feel like they're rejecting you mm -hmm. as opposed to just simply rejecting you and your request to make a photograph. Right. That makes sense. It's not yeah, a question I mean, there, but... Uh, totally. But one of the things I've, I've noticed with you is that there's a certain level of confidence in terms of your shooting, but there's a certain level of confidence that comes across in terms of what you think about your own imagery. That's something that's, I think, two separate things. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you're taking a look at the work and you're going, well, I'm not sure that this is good or not. Maybe it is. Maybe not. I know I like it, but I don't know if it's good. But now, I, I, from the work that I see you post and the images that you share, that you sort of have a sense of assuredness in terms of some of that work where you just feel like this is good. Mm -hmm. So tell me about that that process and what do you think has helped you get to the sense where you kind of recognize that in your, in, in what you're creating with the camera. That's been one of the things I, I've really tried to, to work on in the last year. Cause I, I know when I started out, um, I had a really hard time, um, editing, editing my own work. And by editing, I mean, you know, which, which photographs really, you know, really speak, um, speak to me. I think originally it, it, it came through, you know, just that, you know, showing my work to, to other people that I respected and, uh, and getting feedback. And that's a, and that's tough to do. I think a lot of times, you know, on, uh, on social networking, um, mm. if you, if you know, if you know and respect and, and kind of have a relationship with, with certain people, then, you know, it can happen. But, um, for the most part, you know, if someone likes my photograph, and check marks it on Flickr, you know, it, it doesn't, doesn't really say much about, you know, about the image itself, you know. 
you know, since I've actually started to, to share some of my work, I know since I, I had a exhibition a couple of months ago at the Hata Kiyama Gallery in downtown, and, and through that, I got a lot of uh, good feedback. You know, people were, 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 were talking about, you know, kind of the, you know, emotion in some of the images, the, the storytelling aspect of it. And, um, and it's really made me really, really look at each and every image that, that I, um, that I, sc- that I scan or, or that I upload. And it, it's almost like, you know, is, if I'm going to share this photograph, is it, you know, as good or better than the last photograph that, you know, that I uploaded. And, you know, if it's not, then, then maybe if it doesn't say as much as I want it to, then maybe, maybe it's not an image that I, I should be putting up there, you know? Um, cause in a lot of ways we're only as good as our last image, yeah. you know? So yeah, I have, I've really noticed, you know, um, that there is a certain, at least lately, there's a certain story that I'm, I'm trying to tell with, with, with an image. And, um, even, even, you know, whether it be, you know, a, a certain type of light or just, you know, who's, who or what is in the image. So what, what's, what's the story? What, what do you feel you're gravitating to in terms of that? Cause yeah, you're doing street photography, but I think a lot of people can use that label. Right. And I think you, you have a clarity in terms of what you're trying to achieve. So you're talking about story, but do you have a sense of what that story you know, I, I, think, I think it's. I think it's more of. Of course, you know, the, the, there's there's emotion in it, but there's also, you know, maybe not. Uh, sometimes photographs can be like very obvious. You know, mm-hmm. like there's, like the one-liner type of image, or you know, some, or there there's there's a subject, but other than just that subject doing something that's kind of outright, there's really nothing nothing else there to kind of you know actually be kind of grabbed by an image and go in further. And then maybe go back to it, and and it, it takes you a little further next time. Mm-hmm. I guess those are the type of images that that I guess I'm looking for for myself, not just something that's just so overt. You know? Yeah. And um, I'm not saying that all my images have that in them, um, but I guess that's what I'm. I aspire from them. You know. You know, one of my favorite images of yours is Brando. Brando you know, at the Roxy. Brando yeah. at the Roxy, which is a yeah. great image. You have a guy who looks like he could be Marlon Brando sitting in a, I guess, in a lawn chair right on Broadway with the yeah. Roxy Theater behind him. And you made that image during the workshop, and I remember looking at it and going, damn it, I should have been my shot. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not the only photograph of yours that I wish was mine. But I really love that image, and I think that that was sort of a real pivotal image for you. Yeah. Tell us about how that ca- image came about and what that photograph sort of has meant to you. and Because and, I think a lot of what you're talking about in terms of story and what you're aspiring yeah. to can be seen in that, in that one photograph. Right. You know, that image, I, uh, I was walking down Broadway, and I, I saw this, this very, um, you know, the, this, this man is bald and you know, he, he had a nice frame to him and, um, he was sitting on a lawn chair, you know, just out on the street, you know, or in a chair on the street. And, um, it just looked so out of place, you know, he looked like he was at the beach or something, mm. you know, but he, it was on a, it was on a, uh, Saturday afternoon on this, you know, street, you know, with a lot of people walking up and down. And when I actually, actually saw him, there was actually a bus, a bus right behind him. So, you know, you couldn't even see the theater that was, kind of across the street, which was the Roxy Theater. You know, I, I saw the man and I I kind of clinched up against the um the building that was 
right behind me and I got really I got a little lower than I would normally get you know I didn't, didn't just stand up and take the photograph I I tried to get a little lower you know I, I, I saw the Roxy behind him as the um, as the bus went past and and just candid, candidly just you know started to frame the photograph and I noticed he uh, he gazed over at me um, and really didn't um, really didn't do anything he just you know kind of kind of sat there and I'm sure wondering why I was taking this picture but you know, I framed him, and then all of a sudden, I, I saw this little little bird come on the street just next to him. You know, and it was almost like the bird was was looking at him. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, and to me, you know, that photograph wouldn't have been the photograph it it is without that, uh, or was without that bird. You know, sitting there, it added that extra element to the photo that I think makes a good photo better, or you know, sometimes great. Yeah, that was just one of those images that um, that I'll never forget because, like you said, it was one of those pivotal images for me. What was really interesting about that one as well is I got to actually talk to the man who was Brando, and he was actually the owner of, of a shoe store right there where he was sitting. He actually asked me for that photograph, and I took him back a copy, and, and that was, I think, the... Um, I think that was, that was what made street photography like kind of so kind of real for me Mm -hmm. you know it it wasn't just about taking photos it wasn't just about like coming home with a keeper or whatever but i got to interact with someone and i got to to make a friend on the street and i and i go back there every once in a while and say hi and you know he's still going hard you know still still in his shop and he has his kids that work for him there and um, it's just it's just really nice to to be able to to actually, you know, make friends with strangers out there, you know. So. It, it's the, the connection, even though it's sort of momentary yeah. and sort of in passing. I think it's one of the most gratifying things about talking to the people that we photograph while right. we're on the street. I mean, there's a lot of the stuff is done anonymously. Mm-hmm. So you, they never know you shot them or, or they never know the photograph and you never really talk to them. But I think I always love the stories that can go along with the mm-hmm. images from me just talking, even if it's, if it's just for a few minutes. Right. It's like I have that memory of connecting with that person. And the fact that I can make a photograph where I feel like really honors what I felt about that person yeah. goes a long way. It, it makes the whole process that much more satisfying. Yeah, yeah. You know, when you say that, I, I can only think of, you know, the times that I've actually had the, the honor and privilege of shooting with you. I, I've actually learned quite a bit from watching you interact um, with your subjects. And I've always been kind of in, in awe, you know, of that, you know, and and it, it, it's actually helped me quite a bit to actually, you know, do try and do that a little bit more, even though that might not be you know, my style or, 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 you know, what I candidly like to do. But as far as, you know, in, in the future, you know, maybe doing, you know, other projects, you know, I think that, yeah, it's just been, it, and I think that's, that's another point, you know, it's, you know, going out with other photographers is, is not, you know, it's not, not, not a bad thing. It's, I mean, it, to me, it's been, I've been very fortunate to shoot with some, some really great photographers and I've learned a lot, even though, you know, I still prefer, you know, I prefer to, be on the streets by myself a lot of times, yeah. but I've learned so much from from others, and they've really pushed me to do things that I, I wouldn't normally do. Well, let's talk know? about that, because yeah. I've been kind of curious, because I know in, in L.A., at least with the street photographer community here, there's uh, uh, there are groups of people who get together regularly, yeah. but I, I think there's something to be said for working by yourself, and right. I like doing both. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, going out with someone else just gets me out there in the first place. Yeah. But for for you... You know, talk about the difference between 
going out there and working by yourself and then going out there with, say, just another photographer, how does the dynamic change? When do you feel is it best for you to go out there alone or, or to work with somebody else? You know, kind of kind of what you were what you were saying, you know, sometimes I mean I think anyone gets you know, we can all get in, in ruts, you know, as photographers where we might not shoot for, you know, a week or two or, or whatever. And you know, I think for me it's always refreshing to, to go out with, with others just to kinda of get back into the swing of things and see where they're at and see where you're at and um it's also a great opportunity to I, I think above all, like I mean the shooting aspect is great, but you know, even sharing, say, new new images or or you know new series, you know that you might be doing and, and get some feedback, or just you know just talking about you know what it's like to shoot on the street or shoot whatever you're shooting, you know, or just you know what's going on in your life, you know, to get to know each other. So that community aspect has been amazing. But for me, I still find you know going out and shooting by myself, it, it, it's very. Um, I know Rinzi talked about it too in his interview, but it's very meditative for me. I don't know, there's something about, you know, getting up, you know, whether it be early or in the afternoon and going out and shooting for a while and taking a break. Maybe, you know, for me, I like doing a little, I like to reflect a little bit, you know, so I might do a little bit of writing, you know, on, on life or, or even my shooting and, you know, just, just to kind of see, see where I'm at, you know, see where my bearings are and then go out and shoot some more. I see that there is, you know, benefit to both. And I think, you know, if it were my previous self, you know, being the, the person, I guess my default setting, I would, I would just go out by myself all the time, you know? So it's almost like a, um, you know, it, for me, it's a contrary action to, to go out with others. And, mm-hmm. um, but I think since I have been doing that, um, I've, I've gotten so much more out of my, out of my work than, than I did before. Cause I was, you know, I was like this, this lone man out there trying to, to, to find my voice, but my voice was just, I don't know. It was just, uh, and I'm trying to find a find a good find a good analogy for it, but um, but yeah, it was it was just like I was I was kind of stuck, you know. Yeah. And I think just being being able to communicate with others and, and share just uh, I come away with just just so much more. Yeah, I kind of like it, especially when I'm with someone who who I like the way that they look. Yeah, and and they open my eyes to what's out there. Mm-hmm. When I see them, and I go, oh, they were paying attention to that, and it kind of gets me out of my my own run right right because it's easy once i get out there to make the same images over and over again and and sort of shaking things up is always sort of a a good thing yeah and sometimes i've noticed too it it actually gives me the right to to maybe push a little bit too you know because i I feel like they're you know you're you're with a couple other photographers so it's like not not that they have your back or anything but but it kind of like gives you a license to maybe um maybe engage a little bit more because I think sometimes by myself, I, I get so wrapped up in my head that sometimes I don't make images that, that I want to because I'm, you know, I'm just, uh, there's that, that fear, mm-hmm. you know, of, of engaging, you know. So sometimes it gives me that, that right to maybe try something new. You, you get know? competitive? No, I don't. I wouldn't say I get competitive. I'm, I mean, I'm just saying as far as like me, like internally, like I, I get competitive with myself. You know, it's like, let's try and you know, mix it up a little bit, you know, shoot a little bit differently. You know, like I may see something that's interesting that I want to photograph, but then I see, you know, the guy to my right or to my left, you know, see something completely different, you know, and it's just, it's amazing to see what they see and then to see what I see. Mm-hmm. And then later on to see their images and be like, wow, I did not see that. Yeah. You know? 
and you know vice versa you know and i think that's uh that's pretty amazing and it just it just makes me realize that there's there's a room for there's room for so many of us out there because we all see things just a little bit differently yeah whether it be from our past or you know growing up or or whatever like i may be drawn to you know bicycles on the street because i used to ride you know bikes when i was a kid or someone else might be drawn to to cars or to people with hats you know it's it's uh, it's interesting kind of what goes through a photographer's mind right before he shoots that that draws them in you know when we discovered that la alley in downtown mm-hmm. and with that, that shot that you got of the the wall half lit and the cowboy hat and i remember both of us like seeing that right. same moment and but you were like in the perfect position i was just like you better get it because <laughs> i can't get it and you did a beautiful job with that that photograph but yeah i don't necessarily feel competitive Right, I get excited. Yeah, uh, when I see someone else get something, you know, like with that shot, I was yeah. like, I, I, you know, I like looking at that photograph. I really love that photograph because I, I think for me, it's like I saw it. I mean, I made the photograph, right. but I saw it, and you captured it. And for me, uh, part of the uh, gratifying nature of that is that going, I, I saw that too. Yeah, you know, and it isn't like, damn it, I should have made the photograph. It should have been mine. Maybe just a little, but it's um, th- there's something about seeing and having someone else acknowledge that or recognize yeah. that simultaneously. Yeah. Um, when I look at your work, when I look at Renzi's work, there's a sort of this simpatico yeah. thing that's going on because I look at how you guys have been using light and but also using the life on the street to bring all these things together. I get very excited about that because i that's what I'm aspiring to in, in my own photographs. Yeah. And it just keeps me very encouraged and it also puts the fire beneath my butt to, to go out there and, and do it in my own way. Not necessarily to copy what you or other photographers are doing, right. but it's kind of like, that's what's out there that's waiting for me If I can, when I get out of the office and I grab my camera and I go down. Yeah. I get to see your images and I get to be reminded that that's waiting for you and all you have to do is make the choice to go out there and, and right. make it happen. And that's the hardest part sometimes is just to, just to get out there. I know, I know for me, you know, just, um, you know, planning to go out and shoot and going out to shoot is two different things, you know, like me... For me, taking the uh, the action to to get out of the house and, and go is 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 half the battle for me. Mm-hmm. It's it's like well, it's actually more than half the battle, you know. Because once I'm out there, it's you know everything just clicks. But it's getting my getting my behind out there. That's that's the the hard part. Well, you're shooting primarily with film. I know you were when I first met you. You were using the the five D original five yeah. D doing a lot of your shooting. But now you're you're on the Leica bandwagon and uh, you're going through black and white film and processing your film and printing quite go back to film and what do you think it provides you that that digital doesn't well i don't know if it's it's you know like a a digital versus um, film kind of thing but you know i I also do um, freelance work and and that's usually all digital and so naturally you know when i started i was i was shooting digital and i kind of made a um i I made a decision that I, i wanted to shoot you know nothing but black and white um, to start out, you know, and, and see where that went, you know. It just seemed like there was so, there, there was a lot of time spent, you know, like, you know, figuring out, like, the perfect, you know, going in Lightroom and trying to get the perfect black and white image or going into Silver, X, Silver FX Pro and, 
you know, manipulating a little bit more to get that nice, you know, get the nice tones and everything. I, I guess I just got tired of doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think, you know, starting, you know, when I started out photographing, everything was about, you know, Lightroom, Photoshop, all that stuff. And I think after a while, I, um, I just wanted to shoot more, you know, and, uh, it became more about the shooting than it did the editing. You know, as my images got, got better, there's really no need to, to do a lot of editing, but, um, what I found it was it was still tough to kind of, you know, mimic that black and white image that you know I'd, I'd seen, you know, in magazines or in books, but also you know on on the street you know carrying a clunky 5D with you know a 24 to 100 zoom lens or or whatever or whatever fixed focal length you you use you know uh, it can be intimidating to to others and you know when they have a big old camera in their face they kind of they kind of, you know, take a step back. But, you know, with, with smaller cameras, you almost, you know, kind of fit in as like a tourist or just a happy snapper, yeah. you know? Do you find that the images you're, you're committed to changes as a result of the fact that you're shooting film? By, by which I mean, when you're using the computer, you can see an image that you kind of find interesting and then you can easily start playing with it in Photoshop. But if you're doing black and white, there's a... There's a real commitment there yeah. to saying, okay, I'm going to spend the next hour trying to make this into a good print. So do right. you find that you become pickier, more, yeah. more selective in terms of what images you feel are really good and worthy of that time? Yeah, and I think this actually kind of piggybacks one of your earlier questions, too, as far as, like, you know, editing your work. Because unless, unless I spend, you know, hours and hours and hours, you know, going through and, you know, in my case at least in the past six months, you know, scanning images first, you know, I really, I really go through and, and try and, you know, I'll make a scan, for example, of, of like a whole page of negatives and I'll look at it, look at it on the computer and really, really try and select just a, a few that, that I really want to scan because yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a daunting task to go through all those images and look at each one individually. You really, you really learn to kind of select the few that that pop you know i mean it's also helped me select images on the street too you know i i don't just take i don't take photographs of of everything i'm i'm very selective and i'm but i'm learning how to actually in certain scenes or in anything that i photograph maybe try and take a few more photographs three or four instead of just one or two it has changed my workflow and and as far as like the printing is concerned um you know I, when i first put together my dark my dark room i i spent like a month like doing a lot of printing and i was printing you know older images and and i realized that you know i don't want to spend all the time in the dark room because my love first is is going out and, and shooting and so you know from here on out i'm actually going to shoot first and then print later but i'm only going to print like you know this my current work not not my my previous work you know because i don't want to be i just don't want to be in the in the dark room 24 7 for for a week you know yeah but you just gave notice at your job yeah so you're going to be making a go of it as a full-time professional photographer doing a variety of different stuff yeah the dana from two years ago would have told me oh i would love to do that but yeah and would have had all these excuses as to why he couldn't do it. But right. today's Dana is saying, I'm going for it. So why the change? Really a kind of a, a shift in attitude. And I think a lot of it is, is based off my street work and kind of, you know, some of the feedback that, that I've gotten. But also 
I'm kind of at that place where it's like, if I don't, if I don't try it now, I would always be wondering why. What if? I'm a perfectionist at heart. I've, I always have been. And my perfectionism, I think, has, has really hindered me from doing, from taking risks, from, from doing things that are kind of out of my comfort zone because I, I feel, I always felt like I had to be like a master at something before I actually tried to do anything, you know, worth, worth my, worth my while, you know? And so, and, and kind of that, that's where I've, where I've been, you know, with my job, uh, with my job lately. It's, it's like, you know, I just, I, my heart, my heart's telling me one thing, but I'm doing another. So it, it would almost be disrespect to myself to, to keep going like that, you know? And, you know, luckily, um, I have a very loving wife and been married, married two years now. And I'm in a place where, where I can take the risk. It's not going to be easy. I'm sure it's, it's, it's probably going to be very difficult, but I'm very fortunate to, to have the, the support, you know, of the community and, you know, friends and family. And, um, and I think for me, that's been the, the biggest kind of platform. Just uh, everyone's really giving me the, the kind of the push to, to go for it. You know? Yeah. I'm just so grateful for that. That's fantastic. I'm very hopeful for you. Thank you. Thank you. Know. you. I'm sure you'll be getting a lot of calls from me. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I, I, I don't mind it at all. I mean, having, you know, seeing people pursue what they want in their lives, particularly things that make them happy, is I like surrounding myself with people like that because it just reminds me that it's just about making the choice. Yeah. That, yeah, the, the failure might happen. Yeah. But that's not the end of the world. Right. There are plenty of people who fail and then pick themselves up and they go ahead and try it. Yeah. And try it again. Yeah. And there are plenty of people who failed multiple times yeah. and then eventually they're able to do it. And, and I think that's, that's a good life lesson. I yeah. think that we, you know, we're so obsessed with being perfect. Yeah. Thinking that if you're not, that all of a sudden that, the, that one opportunity that if we miss it or if we screw it up, that it's over. Yeah, it's it's a it's a journey, not a destination. And mm -hmm. photo, I think photography is a perfect example of that. Yeah. How many bad photographs do we make during the course of a day? Right, right. You know, if I had to, if I <laughs> if I if I had to make a perfect shot every time I raised the camera, I never would. Yeah. But it's it's for me, it's just perfectly analogous to my life. I go out there, I do it, and sometimes I don't come back with squat. <laughs> but when I do, yeah. it's the most satisfying thing in the world. So and true. To, and to think that that my life should be any more different than my own photographic process, I think is kind of silly. Yeah. You know, it's just like, I'm so much better when I just go out there and I just do it and let go of the outcome, which we've talked a lot, a lot yeah. about. It's just, let, just let it go and just go out and do what you love to do and then things will work out. So A lot of life lessons in photography. <laughs> yeah. So what are you hoping for? I know that you're, you, this is kind of new to you. You're, you're taking a, a big leap. But what is it that you're really hoping that photography provides your life that you've not been able to achieve by making the choices that you have in the past? So you're taking a risk. You've played it safe. And obviously that was a lot about maybe being secure and being comfortable and kind of knowing what's at the end of every other couple of weeks in terms of a paycheck. There's a lot of unknowns by making the choice that you're making. But there's obviously something that you're hoping for as a result of doing that. What is that? I mean, I, I hope it brings, you know, I would hope it would bring a little bit more kind of a, like a balance, like a balance to my life. And, you know, I don't think I would have, if it weren't for me finding, um, 
you know, what I love to shoot, you know, which is, you know, you know, in the streets or that kind of thing. If I didn't find that part of my photography, I don't think I would be doing this, mm. you know, because it enables me to, um, to have something to always go to for myself, you know, not for the paycheck, not for the money, you know. Um, but, you know, I just, I just want to have a fruitful life, you know, and I think, you know, for me, it's, it's not about like, you know, making a certain, certain amount of money, you know, it, it, it's more about doing, doing what I love and, you know, being of service to other people in, in whatever, whatever God-given ability I've been given, yeah. you know, and, and I think that's, you know, I, I think it's just being true to myself. I guess you could kind of sum it up, you know, with that. I just want to be true, true to myself and and um, what I've been given, you know. And well, a lot of people look at street photography. How can you make a living from street photography? Right. And what's happening is that you're you're shooting. You've been doing work regularly for a winery, yeah, and doing yeah. weddings. And how how has street photography ended up informing how you shoot those those things that are going to be the means that you're going to be you know, marketing yourself as a, as a photographer. Well, I, I'm telling you, man, um, shooting film has, has really, um, kind of upped the game for me because, you know, the camera that I shoot with doesn't even really have, it doesn't have a meter, you know? So a lot of times I'm, I'm out there, you know, kind of, you know, I, I will carry a, a meter on me, um, a handheld meter for those tricky situations. But for the most part, you know, I'm using the the sunny 16 rule and just, you know, I, I just kind of know where I'm at. And, you know, that, that's given me the kind of the, the license to just be more creative. You know, I, I don't have to think twice about what to do with the camera. I'm, you know, getting into new, you know, different positions, different angles, just like I would on, on the street, you yeah. know. And, you know, being able to talk to subjects is, is a lot easier now that I've, you know, I've talked to perfect strangers, you know, when I'm out there. So it, it's giving me kind of a, a new confidence and a new eye, you know, that, and that's one thing I hadn't really talked about today. But if anything, all this stuff has really given me a different perspective just, just in seeing, you mm. know, whether that be when I have a camera or when I don't have a camera. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm constantly seeing things that I've really never seen before. And it's just, you know seeing light, seeing people in light. It's just amazing. You know, it's just opened up so much for me. Well, my last question, uh, which you know very well, is to ask my guests to recommend another photographer, and it can be anyone, someone you've long admired or someone you've recently discovered. So who would that one photographer be and why? Uh, for me, it would be, um, he goes by the name of uh, Stanko Abacic, and he's actually a, he's a Croatian um, photographer, and I actually discovered him, uh, I was at Photo LA, like, I think it was three years ago. I think it was before I really started shooting in the streets. And I was just drawn, I was just drawn to his images. He shoots a lot of kind of the human condition. And he had a lot of, like, you know, kids and bicycles and just real kind of fun-loving stuff in his photographs. You know, shots, he shoots all black and white, does a lot of stuff with light and shadow, all the, all the things that I've kind of, um, kind of aspired to. He has a little bit of the, Brassant, a little bit of the Irwood in him. What's interesting about him is he actually uh, he actually found his his like art, you know, later on in life. I mean, he was always a photographer, but he discovered his love for kind of he would call it documentary style. So yeah, I would I would definitely um, suggest that everyone you know take a look at his work. Very inspiring. Well, thank you, Dana, for coming by. Thank you so much and for breaking in my deck for the show. All right, all right. It's beautiful <laughs> out here. 
The Candid Frame is supported by donations from people just like you. You can help support the work we do here by visiting the website at thecandidframe.com and contributing using PayPal. You can also support the show by writing a review in the iTunes Music Store or by adding a link to the podcast on your website or blog. The editor for this show is Martin Taylor, who you can find at theothermartintaylor.com. Music is by Kevin McLeod. And this is Ibarian X, and this is The Candid Frame. <laughs>